There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. On this episode of The Daily Transcendence, we're going to dissect the talk of these hidden truths, theories, conspiracies, and divination tools that are so apparent to so many people in the spiritual, truth-seeking, and so-called woke communities. Just how we spoke on beliefs and religious perversions, we now are going to direct our focus to these other areas and look at the effectiveness of their application. Are these areas being taught and practiced in the most applicable way and truly from a higher space? Here, we're going to uncover and give some much needed answers as to where we can possibly go wrong when studying, practicing, or even teaching in these areas and how we can have a little bit of a better discernment when engaging with the occult studies. And it starts now. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Transcendence Podcast. I'm G.O.D. And I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more. We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin. Godspeed and share on. Don't forget to like, follow, and share on our Facebook and Instagram at The Daily Transcendence. Make sure you stay up to date and get notified on new episodes and more content by liking and subscribing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and many more. We want to hear from you all and connect, so message us or email us at thedailytranscendence at gmail.com. As always, we entirely appreciate your support and allowing us to bring to you this transmission. And welcome back to... Hello. The Daily Transcendence. Yes. All right. First mm-hmm. episode recorded not in the same room. Yeah. Together. Exactly. It's different. Weird. We're a distance. Yeah. Fair distance. Ray is now in Florida, living it up in the Sunshine State. God bless. Yeah. And I'm stuck here in miserable Jersey. Yeah. But it's okay. You know, I'm just going to say the first step to a higher vibrational life is getting the fuck out of New Jersey. Location, location, location. Environment means everything. It does. We talk about always, you know, having to create that certain environmental space for yourself, even environment for the cells within our body. So I, as above, so below, it applies to even where we live too. Yeah, it really did hit me good down here. I I mean, the drive sucked. I drove down, it was a, 19 hour drive. I did it straight and I didn't sleep for 40 hours. That's yeah. a record. That's insane. It's insane. That is. But I did it, made it. Definitely worth it. Uh, I get why people move down here, especially old people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm an old soul. So, but I'm enjoying it. And now, our first episode, we record, um, you know, remotely. Far away. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. So, Gio, what do we have? What do we have going today? Well, as you heard, that you know, there's all these different, and I think this is something that me and you both have. I mean, we touched up on it a little bit in the last episode, but something that you've we've noticed big time a lot more with a lot of people in these different types of communities, how. There's just something, there's certain aspects to them that just seem very either far-fetched, baloney, or as Bill Donahue would say, Fakakta. Fakakta, which which we are learning how to use a new platform. There will be a soundboard oh, yeah. coming very soon. That's it. We're going to spice things up here, people. Oh, yeah. It's going to get real, real interesting, real exotic here. Yeah. So, I mean, so there's all these, there's all these different things, and we've gone into now on the religious side how you know we, we constantly are talking about you know beliefs are a big part of this way we're you know attracting things in our life and 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 how we're kind of setting ourselves up to for whichever direction we're trying to go into and that's a big importance so you know it doesn't just apply to religious beliefs it applies to beliefs to anything else and like yeah like new agers yeah, and that's the big thing with new agers is there's there's so many different things that are in areas that they feel that they also do that thing where they externally put that power outside themselves and they or they rely or put their hope so much into something else or they feel that something else is so much in control of what happens to them and they forget Idolatry. to bring it back to themselves. Yes. Yeah. And in basic and basic terms, yeah. Yeah, simply said, it's just you know, taking these symbols or belief systems and, and idolizing them to the point where you're giving those things the power. True. And it's not, you know, we, we rip on, not even rip, but we, you know, religion is very, is a very obvious one. So we tend to focus on that a lot, especially me because, you know, growing up with around a lot of religious people. So of course that's like my first area to kind of try and readjust and really pick apart, but it really does go through like all of the topics of from astrology to numerology and all the occult, um, obviously politically, but we, you know, we make idols out of the things that we use as say divination tools, you know, and it even says in the Bible, wasn't there a scripture in the Bible, something about where, you know, like using divination wasn't, you know, or if it wasn't used properly, it was technically kind of a sin according to the Bible. Yeah, they used stuff like that, and even that's that's where people come up with the whole thing about even astrology. Like, oh, like it's not supposed to be used, and that's something I kind of looked into a little bit about the whole thing with astrology. And like, you know, they come out and constantly are saying that it's that it's uh, sacrilegious. And but the thing is, though, when you look at it from a different perspective, and not so much in the way that. Uh, that astrology is determining everything, but rather so speaking to you. It's a, it's a language of of that higher intelligence, God, whatever you want to call it. It's it's another language. The same way you have folks that sit there and believe that the the Bible and scriptures is the words of God, literally. And in a sense, I think when we talk about its meanings in the fashion of which we do, yeah, I think it it's it's a language of God. It's a language or an understanding of what is trying to be said that's from that that divine essence. Um, and I think the same thing goes with astrology and all these other different uh, you know uh, practices and 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 areas and uh, divination tools. Yeah, and it makes sense because 
I, I see it all the time. You know, people are, uh, I'll use um, people with crystals. You know, people with crystals, they get the crystals and they think they're like this enlightened person because the, the external thing is giving them this like, you know, this, well, I have, you know, amethyst and I have this thousand dollar real crystal in my house and I meditate on it and this and that. And I'm not saying that stuff doesn't work. It obviously can assist, but that's the point is these are things that can assist your consciousness in, uh, you know, in raising your frequency and stuff like that. But when we put things ahead, like things in the external, um, above our own power, our, our own temple, then those things can, they, they can start taking control. And now they're dictating us. Mm-hmm. For example, people who use astrology. Today's Mercury retrograde, so I can't ship something out. You know, I have a bill to pay, but I don't want to pay it because Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, yeah, that it's, comes in where now you're now you're playing into this. You're, you're establishing a whole different type of belief. You're you're and you're creating that reality for yourself. Also, I feel like because you are showing yourself with your thoughts. And then turn to emotions that this is this is what the energy is. And that's the proper probability that I'm tapping into when I when I say these things or when I go about these things or when I feel these things. So um yeah, I just think that there's a lot of misconception with that. And like even like you said, like the whole crystals thing. It's like people right away are like so quick to rub a crystal on their ass and and say they're healed, uh, you know, yeah, right. and it's like, come on, I, I get it. You want to do your ritual and you char- you're charging up your crystals and stuff because, you know, we know that energy and we know how we know how some of these uh, crystals and, you know, how they can retain energy. And there's a lot of science behind it, too. A lot of uh, uh, what's it called? A lot of science that's hidden from it, too. That's tried tried to be put as a hocus pocus. But in actuality, there's a lot of talk about that stuff. But it's like, once again, the application. It and doesn't mean it doesn't work. Yeah. It's, it does work. It's, yeah. It's you, though. You know, and that's what we're here to remind you is it's you. It's, it's you're giving everything the power. Mm-hmm. And when you give something else the power outside of you, now, because it has power over you, it will dictate your decisions and everything else around you if you, be, if you start to idolize it. You know, yeah. I think astrology is one of the biggest ones, like the obvious ones now, because even watching some of our favorite astrologers, we start realizing that they live by it. You know, they can't, they can't do things without thinking about the stars. And I feel like that would be a way, uh, or a good example of idolizing it because you're saying, well, that thing's telling me that I can or can't do something. And it goes back to when we talk about churches and religions. You know, what, what, what was our whole reasoning last week on, you know, bringing that up? It's like, well, these people join churches be, and they end up, you know, having belief systems and, and certain outlooks towards people and the world because that external force is controlling them. It's, it's telling them what to think or what to do. Same thing with new age. You can compare it. I mean, I know a lot of spiritual people aren't going to want to hear that. It's like, well, no, I do my, you know, my crystals and I, I, ha- I meditate and I'm not part of no religion. My body's my religion. My body's my temple. It's like, okay, right. But are you putting that, are, are you deceiving yourself by not realizing that the, the power that people give to religions and churches, are you doing that with the occult and the, the new age topics? Yeah. 
Yeah, big time. I mean, it's it's that same it's that same thing. Like uh, to sit there and you know we've we said before how uh, you know even astrology, like people use that use the astrology as like determination factors for what's going to occur. And I know that there's predictive astrology, and there's a whole routine with that as well. I feel like, but we've said before how it's more so it's a, a, a current a current uh, a pattern of energy if if we know everything to be connected in this field in that way that this energy current that's there it's something that you can kind of pick up on or read and i think that's also the other thing um is with with that a lot of people forget to have the actual direct connection with it and sit there and right away want to go you know uh look at a chart instead of getting more in touch with the nature side of it too. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying that you got to sit there and you got to know right off the bat just by going outside and be like, oh, well, you know, moon's in Gemini, uh, whatever. Uh, you know, the horizon's over there. So that's the horizon, whatever. Like, yeah, you don't have to, not saying that you have to do that, but to more so feel and get in tune with it. And a lot of that comes with a certain stillness in the body and meditation, I feel like, to really get acquainted with what those feelings are, what those energies are, and letting it be something more intuitive rather than something so logical and mental all the time. You know, it's great. It's great to use the mental to acknowledge certain things and 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 drive it in that way. But once that comes onto you, I feel like it needs to be it needs to be harnessed within and then truly felt from a space that's not of the body. Yeah, I think the best astrologers from what I've learned so far have that balance. You know, they have that uh, intuitive balance where they know the archetypes, they know the transits and the everything that you need to know if you're, you know, they're a good astrologer. But you see this like side to them where they're not all in the chart completely, that they're intuitively thinking of a story and using images and their own imagination and their own guidance. You know, you hear Leo King say a lot, like my guides are telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and from astrology hub, same thing, you know, like she's very, she uses this stuff and some, someone like that, that's what I'm looking for as a teacher, because it's someone that's not going, just use your left brain, use the logic. I want you to look at the aspects and everything else, and then go by that. There's a side to it. And like anything else where you have a, the you part and that's the intuitive part, it's you're involving yourself and your own consciousness in the process. But if you idolize these things and you're living by, you know, I, I think the retrograde thing is a good example. If you hear everybody and, and sometimes, some, you know, it's, to some people, it's a joke, you know, oh, Mercury retrograde. Or, yeah. But the thing is, certain people really do live by it and say, oh, well, Mercury's in retrograde. You know, I can't ship out my... um you know, I got this, uh, I, I couldn't make it to a wedding. I got to ship out a wedding gift, but I have to wait three weeks because the uh, retrograde and they're already going to be on their honeymoon by the time they even receive the gift, but I'm not going to send it out because it's a retrograde. It's going to get lost in the mail. It's like, you don't really know that. And you don't, I don't think it's meant to be that specific. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a very broader and, and like, kind of like weak example, but I'm just saying something can be dictated in someone's life where they make a decision and they're not trusting their own intuition and trusting their own temple and you know living within themselves and their own consciousness and constantly putting it outside of themselves. I believe we believe that there's this balance to that. And 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 there's a, also a toxicity to idolizing the things that we do. Yeah. Yeah, I think you if you're putting out that doom or gloom type of 
um, energy, like on, on these things, you know, we constantly have gone into about, um, and, and this is just pure science, how the subjective mind has an effect on the objective world. So, you know, if you're subjecting this type of occurrence or reading or whatever divination tool or something, um, to, to be some sort of way, you know, there is a sense to being able to make it counterintuitive to what, you know, you're, you may be aware of it and stuff, but are you functioning with, uh, functioning with it properly? Um, and it's like, you know, you could say like, okay, what is proper? Like, what is the right way? I don't think there is necessarily a right way, but there's very, very much so many wrong ways, I think, of doing things in the, in, in this light. So, you know, to say to come from that more feeling based and intuitive space is to understand and clear out any sort of your own um, inhibitions that come up and your own blocks and your own emotions and the the ego that drives you into this survival mode uh, when it comes to these situations. Like say this, the, the Mercury retrograde thing is like people right away have this this ill will towards a Mercury retrograde instead, where if everything is divine and so much more beautiful than we could imagine, and everything that's chaotic is still perfect in a sense, it's it's like you're kind of you're you're keeping yourself from being receptive to the beneficial parts because nothing's good, nothing's bad. Mm-hmm. So you're keeping yourself and creating a resistance from the actual beneficial part of this type of energy coming in of this type of 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 flow that's happening so you're if anything you're you may think that you're being smart by avoiding this current but instead you're just going against it you know you're not really stepping out of it um you know there's there's a way to there's a way to navigate it well, and that could be harmful because we've we've talked about things on manifestation and and all that too, and we're going to get into that a little bit because I'm I'm starting to have a little bit of an issue with certain uh you know ways of being you know things the way things are being taught on that subject and it's even kind of something I used to feel like I would fall into and I think it could be detrimental. Certain people might be meant for it. Once again, no right, no wrong here, just outlook and and speculation, but. Uh, using astrology when if if we're going to speak on say manifestation just with astrology if you think that manifest or uh, that a mercury retrograde is going to bring a certain type of energy um even if it's not being created like if you're sitting here looking at a chart and you're sitting there expecting it what if in some kind of way it wasn't meant to hit you in that way but now you're sending that signal out and you're actually starting to think that you're potentially manifesting it actually for yourself or your RAS kicks on where your brain's looking for those things that a Mercury retrograde would bring and you're actually talking yourself into, oh, see, oh, Mercury retrograde, look at that. And I'm not saying things don't happen that way. Obviously, we, we're we big into astrology. We know that th- that's how these things work, but why we wanted to bring it up is it's it, we could potentially be like using these things to a detriment when we're idolizing and can continually like not living in the moment. I think that's a big thing. Like you're not living in the moment because you're thinking about the chart or you're not living in the moment because you don't have your crystal on you. Yeah. Oh man, I don't have my crystal. I'm, I'm, I'm open. Um, I'm open up to dark energies, man. I, I don't know. Not good. And you could be thinking yourself into these like bad patterns and there could be just this detriment. So it's like today we want to get to a solid understanding that it's there's this level of you're mixed in with the science. It's not 
like you're the divination tool is that but a tool like just like a hammer or a screwdriver you're not going to sit there and hold the thing all day when you're not using it and then stare at it and say man when can i use this hammer you know it's it's a tool and it's it's useful we know that by now it's what got us to start the podcast but you know bringing that awareness is important is you know how much of your belief system is taking over your mind yeah well i think that's the that's the point of these things is to gain a certain variable perspective um, where you're aware of these, the different, you, you, you tap into the quantum potential pretty much. Um, and as we've said, you know, before, like the whole fact of how in the subatomic world, we know this to be that it was, it was discovered and just to be short on it and stuff, but you know, how, when looking at the on an atomic level at an atom you know that the you know it it was always thought that the energy put into an electron of an atom it would cause the electron to fall towards the nucleus in just a predictable pattern same as when an apple falls from a tree falls right to the ground one shot boom just goes down but when doing the experiment the energy put into the electron it ended up having a very, um, it would gain and lose energy, the electron, as it moved and it was not so predictable. And this basically showed that um, that there's an infinite amount of potentials that happens to the electron when it goes there and it, it doesn't necessarily move in that predictable fashion anymore. So therefore, because that, ha- the, the reason why that happens is there's a nucleus and um and around the nucleus is this wave or this cloud of energy. Um, and in that wave, the electron can exist anywhere and it can, in the, and it's in the field of, of probability and, and uh, the field of potential and possibilities. So that's where it comes into when we spoke about it, the fact of the subjective mind collapses the wave into a particle. And the same thing is with photons as well. Mm-hmm. So, that's it's the same concept if that happens on a subatomic level and say we are some way on a more macro you know sub uh, macro atomic level you know that's why we are anatomically human mm-hmm. it would be it would be the same thing it would be the same thing as and especially because we our feelings and how our emotions to things are energy and because we are feeling these things and when we're thinking and everything we're tapping into this field you're creating this sense of of a potential reality that does exist and if you're latching on to that that's what's more likely to come into your into your awareness into your field into your vibration into your um your objective world you know that's that's coming it's coming from it's coming from you and you're sitting there putting it externally on because, oh, the astrology says this, oh, the astrology says that, when really it should be a way to take the energy that's coming and using your free will to be like, oh, you know what? Well, here's the multiple potentials, but this may be an, what I consider a negative potential, but that's not necessarily what the outcome is going to be because from this negative potential, this can occur as well. 
So when you look at it at that point, you're moving past time and space. You're moving past time and space, and you're also seeing the outside of and then and the next part of that, let's say, negative thing. So I like to kind of put it for example. You may say that, oh, okay, Mercury retrograde, so it's going to be hard to get to work, something with my car or whatever and stuff. But if you look at it in a certain other light and don't stress about it as well, there could be some sort of outcome that happens where it's like, hey, you would have been on the road at a certain time and there was a major car accident or something like that. It's a little extreme, but that's the farther the farther path than just that one potential that was happening because of your thoughts on Mercury retrograde. There's something else that happens and occurs after that as well and before that as well. So there's so many different ways. So your awareness should come into on on those types of things and be able to hone into and see the beauty in all of it, how it can how it can function. Yeah, where I saw it kind of benefited me really good was it's it's kind of like the way I learned music. And I don't know if I've mentioned this in any other episode, but I learned music by ear and I learned things by sight and it was more by experiential stuff. And like I would get more into the knowledge of it or the understanding of it later on. So I, you know, when I would learn my favorite songs and it would be by ear or by tablature. And I wouldn't know what key I was in or I wouldn't know what thing I was playing. I didn't know where I was going to go with the song theoretically. And with astrology, say, or any of the occult stuff, there's a theoretical side to it or even rituals and stuff. And so when I learned music, there was this whole part where I realized I learned everything I liked by the feel and by the intuitive side of it. Why did I pick up and play an instrument? I like music and I liked a certain type of music and I wanted to create that same feeling and emotion that came from that music. And there was this very um, authentic, genuine side to why I played. And then all of the theory and all of like the, uh, you know, because if I'm going to go write some music, right? If I go think I got to write in this key and I got to do this because the rules of music are this, 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 and this, and it's going to be that because the rules tell me that, I would never... I would have never written certain albums I wrote and certain songs I wrote. They would have sounded like everyone else's or it would probably sound like shit because there was this lack of intuitiveness and lack of um, me making the decisions instead of the rules and the actual thing making the decisions for me. So what I did is I actually went and wrote the music by ear and by feel like how I wanted it to sound without it, without knowing anything like that. And then later on, I went back and I said, oh shit, look at that. I write in, uh, in B Phrygian dominant when I write all my heavy stuff and I'm writing a lot of D minor and that's real dramatic. And I went back and read and then I realized, oh wow. So now I like that thing I wrote. I learned theoretically what it was and now I have it in my head and it still doesn't control my, my creative process. Astrology and all this stuff could be looked at as the same thing. Meaning if I'm sitting there going, oh, well, there's a square today from this planet to this planet. It's going to be that. It's like, well, instead of doing that, why don't you, yeah, you can read it at the beginning of the day, say, and say, oh, wow, uh, you know, I should expect this, but let it go. And if you could do that, you're using it, in my opinion, properly. If not, it should be kind of like this reflection tool 
You know, same thing with the, like what I'm talking about with the music. Like it's, it was a reflection tool. I figured out what it was after the fact of experiencing it. But a lot of people nowadays, they get so hyped up about being a new ager or they know the friggin' 10 commandments or something like that. And they're like, oh, no, these are the rules. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. And then they don't have that authentic and genuine experience of that experience of life of that, you know, they maybe could have potentially missed something because they were so worried about what the the external thing was telling them. But you have to tell the external thing from the internal, just like I did with the music. And I didn't even plan that, that, uh, comparison, but I feel like it's perfect. Oh yeah. I think that that's, that's because of the fact that, you know, people are so conditioned to want to go into the known rather than being able to let go of you know their afflictions and and be able to put themselves because when you go when you're when you're focused in whether it's feelings thoughts action whatever it may be beliefs and you're focused in on the known that's just a narrow space of uh, of perspective on things but if you allow yourself to let go of these afflictions of what you may possibly think you know or a certain outcome you open up that perspective more because it becomes the unknown and because there's so many possibilities in the un- unknown you're therefore able to tap into those things and it's funny because in the bible there's um the verse i think it's matthew matthew 24 9 or 8 ish something like that um well, let me see what the bible verse is here um then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. So it's like, who will deliver you up to be afflicted? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's more so it's your thoughts will deliver you up. Your teacher's thoughts, your environment's thoughts, politician's thoughts, the system, they'll bother you. And it's, it's, who gets in your own way. It could be yourself, you, your own thoughts are getting in your own way. Or the ones planted there. Yeah. Like you're saying, and right? Exactly. And that's where it comes to like, okay, well, how do you sit there and deliver those things up and and let them go? And a lot of it comes down to um, like having this turn in yourself when being medita- meditation. I will go more. I want to go more into meditation because I feel like even myself back then, I had a very big misconception about meditation. Well, and I thought uh, it like the shaman thing where they sit like a monk and right. Yeah. And it, it seemed like this thing that, that like had to be so mystical, like that it was something that you're, you, you, you know, and, and you would think that like, okay, you would try to do it and you're like, oh, well, I don't feel nothing. I don't, I'm not experiencing nothing, but that's not necessarily true. And the, once you start to understand that that's not exactly it, that's not what meditation is exactly. Sure, those things do happen. Sure, people have very lucid type image, imaging and all that stuff and thinking in their meditations or you know astral traveling. There, all those things are possible. But the start of it comes to just this basic stopping, not worrying about the text you have to send, the where you got to go next your job, who you are, what you're going to be, what you're doing with your life, anything. You let all that go. You become nobody. You become nobody in no place with no thing, nothing. And when you truly are able to sit for that, and that could be for five seconds, it could be for no <laughs> five hours if you really want. So it's this turn in you with meditation and you're delivering yourself up into something that's outside of your body. 
and you're turning away all those opinions, all those thoughts, all these other people, the naysayers, and you're and what's going to happen inside of you is you're going to experience what this this almost this rebirth, this renewal, this baptism, this you know, it's it's the second coming pretty much. And like that's where it's funny about when you look at a lot of these Bible verses and in ways, and that's why we say with religion, like they're being taught in a certain way. And yes, there's certain people that I feel like will will catch that meaning deep in their heart, but they don't exercise it as much because it's not coming into their logical mind and they forget because of all the external shit that's always around them constantly. So that feeling that they get, they hold on to it for a moment and then it's fleeting and then they have to come back to church and do their prayer circle and do whatever and whatever they have to do to try to get it back again. But it's something that can remain constant in your life. So that's that's where it's it break the norm and break the uh the 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 social thoughts and beliefs on these certain things, like including meditation and including prayer as well to be able to finally release and get to that point. Well, and that's good that you say that because, you know, the the social aspects, like I feel like we're still very immature socially. And I think we we take belief systems and make them the social norms. And I don't think that's being social. You know, I don't think by starting clubs because we believe things the same is being, it's being, is a form of being social. But we, we like have hierarchies of, of belief systems from political to whatever else, uh, religious and stuff. And, you know, there's, there's dominance and, uh, you know, this person sees it this way. So I'm with them and then it creates separation. But yet what he's saying with like meditation is you're actually without being spiritual about it, you're shutting off the part of the mind that's labeling everything. So you become nothing. And that's what he means by that. You're actually becoming nothing because you're not all of the labels and all of the outside thoughts from the inside thoughts, meaning the people that have influenced you from the outside to yourself and things you've accumulated over time. When you start to meditate, you start actually to forget and shut off that part of the brain, the monkey mind, you know, and it'll always be there, but more so you just tame it. You tame the monkey, you put it in the cage. And when you do that, you have the ability to become anything in that moment. And the body is actually the subconscious mind. And this is science. And it's in a lot of Dispenza stuff. It's part of, it's his main like niche on his, mm-hmm. on his, on his work with meditation is, you know, if you shut the mind off and then once you shut off the monkey mind and all the definitions of your past and you're not living in the past, you're no longer the past. Now you're just in the present and you're nothing. And then when you're nothing, you could be anything. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, so now you're, the meditation gives you the access. Yeah. You're nothing and everything all at, all at the same time. And like that's the thing. So with doing that and doing it successfully and getting there, there that's the other thing about spiritual awakening. That's a, that's another concept. It's a big, yeah, it's a big one. I, and I figured this would, this would have happened with this topic. I know exactly what you're about to go into. Yeah. So like spiritual awakening, everybody glorifies it as this aha moment and there is an aha to it i feel but it's this over glorified thing that you feel like you all of a sudden are just in this and there comes a point where there's this flowing abundance and freeness and liberty and everything but i think before all that that often gets overlooked is the whole feeling of separation from everybody you don't 
relate to people any certain people anymore. It's that dark night. Yeah, and you start to isolate and you start to be intolerable with certain things that were part of your normal everyday life. And there's a thing with that too. It's like you can develop this sort of belief where I'll be like, oh, well, you know what? They don't understand me and they, they're, they're on a, they're on a different path and, you know, they're, they're not where I'm at. And, but doing all that leads to you developing a judgment too about those people, which is not really working in your favor towards your vibration as well. And I know that sounds hard to do because it's like, oh, well, it's like I'm not judging them. But in a sense, you're making it seem as though you're creating the separation as well because of the fact that you feel that you are disconnected from them. But in sense, doesn't mean that you have to sit there and go like all these other people do, whether they're in the spiritual community or astrological or the uh, religious where they go and they feel like they have to preach on to these people and to preach on to them and get them to, to, to join the club and and if they're not, that they're doing something wrong. And it's not that, but it's to share your, your freeness from doing all this, your freeness from dropping out of this matrix, from moving from 3D to more towards a 5D type uh, uh, a way of living and being able to sit there and still interact with certain people, but you're putting off enough of a vibe where it's something that attracts them automatically to you. And there comes to a point where it's you have to protect yourself though. But the protection of yourself is like, you're not going to be and experience that oneness with everybody if you just sit there and say, oh, well, you know what? I'm on a different level than them. I'm up here. They're still down here. You can feel sorry for them all you want. You can pray for them and all that stuff, but you're still creating that separation where instead... It's not so much that you have to resist these people and keep yourself space from people. It's more of to sit there and and make sure you're good within yourself. Make sure you you have you have what you need. And because you are part of everybody and part of everything and still nothing at the same time, you literally go based off of that. You go based off of that. And when you do come in contact with these people and you do go around these people, you're able to set up more of a protective frequency for yourself, but also emit a, emit a strong enough higher vibration that these people can't help but be absorbed by it. These people can't help but start feeling... And it may just be only in your presence. It may just be only in your presence that they do that and then they go back to being however they are. But that's fine. I've you're witnessed still, that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And But you're still having that effect on them without holding any judgment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meaning like, I, you know, I've, I've actually, you know, had plenty of moments where I'll, I'll be with somebody and they all start acting more normal. I, and I'll say, nor- and I hate to use the word normal, but like more so a higher version of themselves. They're not, I don't see as much as their toxicity if they have any, you know, and I'm not saying I don't, uh, but I'm saying with other people, when I'm in a certain state, my point is, is it almost is like infectious. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten complimented plenty of times that, you know, I had a, by the way, cause I, you know, now that I'm down in Florida, uh, Gary called me and uh, shout out to Gary Reby. And he Gary. had said, he said, um, this is what he said to me. He goes, man, I already miss you. He's like, I can feel that you're gone 
even just without seeing you, like I feel that you're gone. And he's like, you have this charisma about you, man. He's like, you make a lot of people feel better just by being around. And uh, it was cool to hear. But, uh, and I think it's because at times I did radiate a very, I think, like put it this way, I'm not afraid to be myself. So without, you know, having this vibration of not being myself, I give off an authentic vibration and that authenticity actually vibrates and then when someone's around you, all of a sudden they feel like they could tap into their authenticity. Like you're giving off that vibe and then their energy field's picking it up and all of a sudden their thoughts are changing and their actions are shifting and they don't realize it because it's very unconscious unless you are a, you know, uh, a study or a researcher of this stuff or you're aware of it. If you're not aware of energies, you just, you know, like, wow, like I saw, you know, I saw Ray today and I was like, I just in a really good mood or I was, uh, you know, I was, I was in the right state of mind. And then you're they take that a, You're creating a safe space, you know, sure. for these people when they come into your presence, you know, and and that alone, by vibration, by vibration. Yeah. Let me yeah. emphasize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's 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 allowing it's allowing them, like you said, to maybe drop some of their guards and their fears and and this this ego driven type of personality that they feel they have to put on, you know, at times to the point where they start letting their true soul peek out. And if they can come into awareness of that and acknowledge it, then that could lead to their own waking up. And you, without knowing, without passing any judgment, just being your authentic self and being in your higher vibration, your higher self, you have then positively affected the collective. Because they are. They're part of the collective. We're all part of the collective. I don't care. It's not just spiritual people. It's not just religious people. It's everybody's part of the collective. You know? and Science. Science, yeah, like, like, sci- like, and I say science because now I know certain people call science a cult, and that math is racist. But, um, <laughs> uh, which, oh my god, man, come on, like, are we, are we really, you know, like, I, and I get the, 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 the ideal, but I'm not going to agree with it. But anyway, so with when I say scientific experiment, I mean like people have done things, and they've, they've literally sat in a, you know, uh, they, they've done experiments at, at places, and they, they know that there's this etheric soup. And that everything's connected to it. So it's not some hippie shit when you say everything's connected or that we're all the same, you know, we're in the same consciousness and all that. It's proven, you know, it's just at first it was like, you know, it sounded like spiritual malarkey. It sounded like bullshit coming from some hippie, but it's really true. So you are affecting the whole by being yourself just in your bedroom, yeah. you know, just by being a good person on social media, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out and your, your energy's out into the web. And you're affecting people. And it goes back to the beginning of this when we were talking about idolizing certain things. Now, imagine if just like in a religious person, if someone doesn't believe in astrology or they're not following the guidelines of astrology the right way or whatever, and they think it's like there's people out there that go, well, too bad for them. They're lost. So, I mean, it sucks they don't use it because they would better their life. It's like, you don't know that. We shouldn't label that, things like that. Like, I don't care if it is religious. Like, I'll use my grandparents as an example. They believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think I said this last week, but they believe I would never hinder. They they live a good life and they manifest very good things for themselves without even knowing any of this. They just believe in the Lord, put out good energy, are very good to people, put out a good vibration, and they have a great life. So you don't need all these ideals. You know, you pick things that work for you. Like I said, if I could go to the Church of Vegeta, I would. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I you would could be, have <laughs> worshiping them. You know, I would be going Super Saiyan and just. Yeah, right. Ascend. I always thought, no. like with Super Saiyans, it's like they're blowing a really good load. You know, I ever hear them like yell, like "ah," you know. 
That's always thought like maybe there. that's what it feels like, and that's why they love to power up. But anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I no, it's just Jesus Christ. I just we got an image of Vegeta blowing a load now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, energy load. That's the thing. People don't people people can sit there and have an understanding about the divine say so like even like your grandparents or even like my mom like they could have an understanding of the basis of this in a certain way that may necessarily not be um the real truth i guess you could say and you know the truth may be hard to come by but you can still have a misunderstanding of it but still feel it the like feel it the the real way inside and if you're more in tune to that feeling rather than the logic and the understanding of this said divination, then it still works because you're going based off of the feeling. You're going based off the emotion. You're not going based off of the logical sense of it. So that's, that's, yeah, that's where the same sense. That's why I always use like my mom as a comparison because despite her thinking that a lot of things in the Bible are true historical things and there's a lot. And there's a lot that shows uh, from certain archaeologists and historians that really went back and could not find. They could not find. <laughs> they could not find Exodus, like all the whole story of Exodus. They could not find Mount Sinai. All those things. Uh, we'll get into that yeah, another. I wonder time. why. Yeah, I yeah. wonder why. Yeah. Exactly. But all these things that they sh- sure she can believe the stories, but when it comes down to it. Is she persuaded by the stories, whether they're real or not? Does she understand the true deep depth and the message behind it? Does she feel it? Does she feel what it's what it's saying, how it's being delivered to oneself? How did these and symbols she, serve her? Yeah. And if she's focused into that, then of course, yes, she's going to get the benefits from it. I feel like somebody in her position, if she really, really wanted to go deeper, she could probably get a lot more of the benefits out of it. But hey, it is what it is. Well, you we said I mean? last week. Or, well, we remember we said last week about whole like there's level to, there's levels to it. Like yeah. she's at a level, and if she would just go a little beyond the symbols and beyond the things that the the beliefs, mm-hmm. and just go by the teachings and understand that you can you can go deeper, and if you do, you end up gaining you know more wisdom, more knowledge. She could probably more go fucking Super Saiyan. Yeah, not blow a load like Vegeta, but yeah. I don't know. know. Oh, God. <laughs> Mommy. We'll steer, we're going to steer the boat just a little left from yeah, that. Just a little bit. But, of, um, yeah. yeah. But no, I get your point. Like, she could just become some more of an enlightened person and level up. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And I think a lot of people um, end up hindering themselves, and some people don't. Uh, but from us observing, uh, and that's what we do, and I, I had, uh, I've been saying this for the past few weeks, is... I consider myself like an like like a belief or knowledge mediator because I don't believe in anything. Uh, I learn, and that's it. I'm just I just learn. I and it's not that I'm that it doesn't mean I don't believe in God or anything. I there's a knowing of that, so I don't think I believe. I know a lot about that, and uh, not that that should sound egotistical, but more so is I have such a deeper understanding of wisdom and understanding that maybe beliefs aren't the way, but to be in the state of knowing that the present moment is here and that certain things are, are what, and like a lot of these teachings brought wisdom to me and I live by that. But to be a mediator, meaning to sit in the middle and listen to every perspective and have this, you know, discernment to understanding that the, a belief or a thought or an ideal isn't going to, isn't going to change the way I treat myself or other people, you know, and if it does serve me, 
that symbol, I still remember that it was the symbol that was the, it, it was the alchemization, you know, it caused the alchemy, but I technically did it. You know, it was me who did that. Um, me, me, me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me. Uh, so, no. So, people are not going to get that, but. No, no, it's all right. We'll keep it in. Yeah, it's okay. Certain yeah. people will, I think, eventually. Maybe. Maybe. Catch, maybe. You know, maybe some people in those community will, will catch on to the podcast. And me, me, me. They'll Good know what me, me, me means. But, but that's no, the thing, though. It's like, we do it. Right. That was my yeah. point. Yeah. And like, like what you're saying is like, you know, you're saying like, okay, I don't have like beliefs in that way. But like, just to kind of go off what you're saying too, is like, it's more so that you, okay, you say you, you know, but it's not a knowing of like, oh, okay, I know the answer to everything. It's more so I know how the unknown works and I accept the unknown because I know that all possibilities exist in the unknown. I know that I know nothing. Exactly. So if you have that knowing and that understanding of that, that's where you are able to pick those things out of the unknown of which you want to create. Yeah. And if it affects my consciousness in a way where I know it's going to, you know, bring about a certain desire or something that, you know, that I'm thinking about where, you know, hey, if I see it this way, like for example, a lot of gym rats, right? And I would use it this way too when I start going back and working out because I need it because I'm a skinny prick. But the thing is, is, you know, what symbols would I use then? I maybe would use someone like Vegeta or someone who works out and I have them in my head as this symbol of like, okay, think like that person or be like that. That that symbol is is allowing me to integrate an emotion I usually don't have on a daily basis. And I'm using that as a catalyst to actually integrate a new perspective, a new, a new outlook on it so I can achieve something, Yeah, 100%, you know, and you can, 100%. right. And if you do it that way, just like my grandparents or your mom has used the Lord Jesus Christ and, and Christianity and all that to, you know, become better people, treat people a good way, live a good life, you know, then that is valid. The only time I see something is invalid and this is opinion but the only time I see something invalid is when you're you're violating nature, and not not just the trees and the, the you know the earth, All nature itself. The the yeah the path the flow the flow mm-hmm. and the natural occurrence of life uh, doesn't mean that you can't do things that interrupt it for better or for you know if you're not evolving and you're getting in the way of something. I mean maybe it's for a reason, but most of the time I do feel like something like beliefs they they sometimes are not so natural. They're going against the flow. They're going upstream. So yeah, that could be that could be more of that lower desire type driven uh, beliefs, you know, because you you believe that being or doing or thinking or feeling uh, in that way will give you a certain outcome of which you want. But if the true emotion and the intention behind it doesn't have a natural state that works with nature, there is an ability to have some sort of resistance to that um, and also to kind of interfere. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing. The fucking world will smack you right upside the head and let you know that, yeah, we don't do that here. That's not how that works. And it'll let you know. But And I, I, I really want you to talk about the whole... Um, because we got we've gone on about that now, but and I think you you talked about it a little bit, but the whole the whole law of attraction thing, and how people right. 
think so deeply a lot of the a lot of these people that are preaching law of attraction how they think so deeply about the fact that you can literally manifest whatever you want that you are a god like hit us with yeah. some shit with that yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of thoughts about that recently, and it's because there's so many questions asked by people like, you know, what are the rules and how does it work and how far do you go? And I think it's more simple than what we put it. And, uh, you know, there's a there's a phrase and I'm looking it up right now. It's what's the satanic phrase and why I'm going and don't jump to conclusions here. But um, it's Dow. I tried to get it last week and it was an Alistair. I think it was an Alistair Crowley for it. It was um, thou shall. Wilt. I'm looking it up. Sorry. Hold on. Thou shalt wilt, pilt, dilt. Uh, Alistair Crow- Crowley? Yeah. Oh, you it, must it, be it a was, Satanist. It, it, <laughs> well, do what thou wilt. That is the phrase. And that's something that a lot of Satanists use. And uh, why I bring that up during a conversation on the law of attraction is because that's a Satanic phrase. You know, do what you want. And I do believe that a lot of people take the manifestation laws and all this stuff and they go, it's not God's will anymore. It's mine. I decide that I decide my reality. I know best. And then when things go wrong, it's not their fault. It's God's fault. Or, you know, when they're not getting anything that they want and they're, you know, they, oh, I just don't know how to manifest. It's like, well, no, maybe it goes deeper than that. I do think that these manifesting teachers and stuff, they, they miss a few steps because I do get that. Yes, we do manifest reality. We do. Our consciousness does collapse the particle and we do have an effect on it and we bring things about, but there is a definitive truth to things too, by the way. Mm -hmm. And this is where in my personal opinion, in my personal life, I've always looked at it as, because we, we began with, um. Uh, astrology, right? And, and and that being like, you can't, don't idolize it. Like, don't live just by the planets. And uh, don't go to just church and think like, because I go to church on Sunday, I get to do what I want for six days. And I, but I idolize and I repent and I'm good and yada, yada, yada. I, I, I idolize these things. But me personally, I do think that we all have a divine purpose. Uh, and this is a belief of mine. It's an assumption. But I do believe we have some sort of path. And how do you know? Well, it's your strengths. It's the things that God gave you that are natural. And and when we try to get into some sort of manifestation thing, I do believe that that brings us off track. That's why I think it's important to realize the laws of the universe and the law of attraction. People worship it. They idolize it. They go, well, I could have whatever I want, so I'll just manifest it because I'm a God. you know. And I think unintentionally, they, they're doing that satanic thing that do, you know, what was it? Do thou, sh- what? Do what thou shalt wilt. All right. Uh, do what thou wilt. Do what I thou wilt. I remember that. Yeah, that's and that's putting that's putting yourself above the ultimate higher intelligence, God, whichever one you want to call it, whatever it is, it has no name. It just it just is. So you're putting yourself above it, and when you're doing that, you're not really acting from a divine space. You're also creating that separation from that divine. You're creating because right. you're trying to go into your own power and your own will, which is okay to a degree, I think. But we need our that, ego. Yeah, we need yeah, that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's your drive and that's your protection and stuff as well. Uh, and and that, and that's the thing. But there needs to be a little bit of a discernment with that to be like, okay, like I'm doing this in in flow and in harmony with how the divine works. And not to say that you completely know how the divine works. 
But there is a way of feeling and intuitively understanding how it operates within you because you are a soul within a body and you have certain things within you and there's things that are conducted within you, within your heart, within your brain, within your body that have that ultimate higher God intelligence within it. We went over it in um, in uh, the... And, uh, Divine in Matrix? The, yeah, the Divine Matrix, that episode, and a little bit, I think, in the... Mirror the, Reality? Yeah, the Mirror Reality one. So th- that's the thing. And like uh, another thing with that is that it's a, I feel like is a big misconception with manifestation, which is not to say that this doesn't work, but a lot of people just think that you could just think and feel your way into uh, whatever it is that you want. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah. no, the thinking and feeling part is also to get you to a certain place to know that there's certain actions that you got to take too. It's that whole cycle of thought, uh, uh, beliefs, thoughts, um, feeling action and then back again you know what i mean and and that's that's part of it there needs to be because it needs to materialize whatever that is it needs to be physically done so there does need to be a sense of action so it's to say the same thing like i'll use us as an example if i want to manifest um let's say i i want i want to manifest um you know, us taking this, this, uh, like this podcast to a whole new level, level, a whole new level and wanting to get it to be something that's more, you know, uh, visual and, you know, something that's really hands-on and entertaining and video and something like that. Right. Well, I could think all those things. I could feel all those things of what that would be like, and I could develop that imagination. But it's not going to happen, especially if I don't have the certain skills to make that happen. But that's the thing. It's developing a clarity for me to understand, okay, well, then I need to um, I need to learn how to do this so that I can start doing this. And, and that's, that's the whole process of it. There is an action that needs to be taken. Yeah, like ways. it opens up. So if you were to visualize it, it'd be like you're the the realization comes you activate the desire and then what that does the manifestation truly is the opening of the door you know and maybe putting the few tools in the back of the pocket that you need to go through the door with to actually get to accomplish the thing that needs to be accomplished but it's not like the door's open something's going to carry you in place you on the couch and start sucking your nuts you know it's mm-hmm. that's not how it's going to work it's going to there you have to you know pull down your pants yourself and get everything yeah. out I mean, and uh, do, what, do what it is you need to do, whatever your desires are. But, um, you know, I haven't had indiscipline in a while. I had to, my fucking, my brain is like, you know, not perfect. But um, no, seriously, it's like the manifestation part of it is like the door opens and you do it. But I do believe there's a spiritual aspect to it. And what, what do I mean by that? I mean that it's getting in touch with yourself to know who you truly are. And if I'm going by things like if some guy, some fucking asshole on YouTube's going, you could have and do whatever it is you want, but he's not telling me to find myself first. And he's just saying, oh, everything is you pushed out and everything is is, is like you are your own God. You, you are creating the template constantly and this and that. I believe that there's an aspect missing and it's a spiritual one. And what I, and at like, it's it's almost like, people are actually running away from themselves by doing this because they, they're thinking with their carnal mind, their lower desires and going, oh, that's what I want. I want pussy, money, cars, this and that. And they're running away from themselves through the manifestation process. But if you would 
actually go within and realize who you really are. Take out your parents' paradigms and their end culture's paradigms and everyone else's around you that put those thoughts and beliefs in your head of what you should be and all that. And you go in and you go, this is what I like. This is who I really am. And you get in touch with yourself to that point with your spirit. Then the manifestation process will speed up. Why? Because you actually learned who you were. And when you know yourself, it's easier for you to understand what it is you really, really want, not what you think you want. And all of these people going into, you know, the one that gets me the most and I, I saw it popping up for a, a long time. Specific person manifestation. I could not believe I saw this because basically what these people were trying to say, I had I had to go and see because there's multiple teachers that do this now. They go, just imagine the person as you'd want them to act in your mind through meditation and know that that's how it's going to happen and that's how they'll show up. I just think that leaves a room for, uh, a real room for like, narcissism and gaslighting and all right. that yeah like that's that like you that's what i you was saying to you before god, well, god, yeah, right. no. hey, well let me get this because my last yeah, thought god, on it, yeah. like for now uh, but hear me out on this i i believe all right here's some more right beliefs for you i believe that if you anticipate a, a, a certain person a certain way and you believe that's how they're going to act they're only going to come in your field and your awareness when they actually are acting like that. So that's why if you're like visualizing them as doing this thing and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I visualize them and I'm not seeing them anymore. It's because your frequency and idea of them doesn't match what they really actually truly are in their own world. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't see them because your alignment and thought with them isn't in line with what they truly are. I mean, I believe you can send people prayer. I think you can send people good energy. They got to change themselves. So what these people are trying to tell me is I could change a person just by thinking about them. Yeah. And that is narcissism. That's saying that I control everything. And I, I think that's unhealthy. And it bothers me because I never fell for it. There, my mind was too like much of a brick wall to say that makes no sense. No sense. And there's so many people out there believing that right now that they manifest their own world. And it makes such a selfish culture. Yeah. And it's weird because like, I think sometimes I can't speak for all, but I think sometimes it is, it is, it is said a generalization. With, yeah. And it's said it is a generalization. It's very surface level, but it's, it's, it's maybe sometimes meant with good intention. Um, right. And, and, right. I don't and, think they're evil, but that's the thing though. It's like, it's when you're going to go into this stuff, it was like what I was saying to you before there's, there's disturbed people out there. There's disturbed people out there that follow these certain things as well. And yes, that is no judgment against them. But when you are telling them a certain something, especially in that fashion, and they take it to that point and that literal because of their way of being and they're a little bit disturbed and they're not at a certain point, that could cause them to do some real damage to themselves and to others and to life in general. You know, that's the, I told you about that whole thing of, of back, back in the day, you know, Bill Donahue was saying about how uh, there was a guy who walked in, I forget where it was. And, you know, he literally shot up like eight people and killed them and stuff. And, and I, we see a lot of that that goes on now. And it's like some of those people, when you really go down to it, it's like, okay, well, what did they believe? You know what I mean? And the, this guy left a letter and literally went into it because he was part of a church but he was a disturbed person and he literally was saying in the letter how 
um, because Jesus died for our sins and we are all forgiven and we are not, we are, we are made in the likeness of him. So therefore it's okay. Like basically justifying saying that he will be forgiven. And this, he literally thought that he would go to heaven for this and like, he would be okay and all this stuff. And like that, it was justified and that he'd be forgiven. And why is that? Why why did he think that? Because it's the fact that you're saying something to somebody. You don't know what ears it's falling on. And it could fall on somebody of that caliber. And they can take it to the point where they misconstrue it already. I think with certain things like that, where you show people to give the power back to them, you got to show to them that that's a responsibility. If you're going to teach people how to draw that power back to themselves, you have to understand that that, is a, that can be... The same way you want to go Adam and Eve and shit and that whole thing. It's like the tree of the fruit of knowledge and stuff. It's like, and it's what you always say, right? You could take a hammer and build a house with it, or you could sit there and bash somebody over the head with it. You know what I mean? So that's, it's the same concept with that type of information. And that's where I feel like that's the flaws in, in a lot of, in a lot of these different areas of teachings of spirituality, religion, and all that is they don't they don't take it to a certain depth to make it understand that it's something that needs to be more disciplined. It's something that you need to be more responsible with. It's something that needs to really be stressed about coming from a pure space. A space, And that's why it takes trying to understand the divine, trying to understand what God is. And because when you do understand that, there's you, you create this sense of this overall thing of being that is not so absolute. It is absolute, but it's not in the sense that it's going to, it's going to vary. It's going to vary on, on which way it's received. And that's, that's something that needs to be really honed in on more or else you're going to get outcomes like fucking people walking in places, shooting up things, thinking that they're doing the right thing. You know, same thing with people trying to attract certain people in their life. And really it's, it's, it's toxic. And and they're putting other people in that situation. So that's the thing with that. Yeah, and it's it's a great well, and it's a great example to you know, uh, like when we when we going going back to the beginning of the conversation, going back to the idolization of you know anything like this can have a bad effect on you. It could be obsessive. You know, all of a sudden you're living by these principles and that's a dangerous one because yeah, like now you're your own God and you make everything and you control everything. It's like, well, Hey, let's relax here because you know, something else put us here, by the way, you didn't make yourself because if you were a God, you would have made yourself. Yeah. Relax there. Malchese deck. Malchese dick, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a big realization for a lot of people. I think, it, it, you know, really reflect on that and, and think about that and, I, I personally got into astrology because I wanted some guidance, but I don't, it doesn't dictate a lot of my decisions. It will sometimes nudge me or it will bring a, an awareness. You know, I, I have a big birthday this year with a total, a total lunar eclipse. And, you know, I had all these crazy placements. Gio is a full moon on his birthday. So we go read and Whoa, what, what does that mean? What sign is it in? Oh man. Oh shit. Wow. On the bigger picture, my whole year does look like that. You know, like I have this whole like isolation thing built into my return chart, meaning like it's saying the next year is isolation, but guess what? It might be that. But if I get called to go to the beach with a bunch of people, I'm gonna be like, you think I'm going to go, yeah, but you know, my astrology chart says that I should be isolated and um, probably wouldn't be good for me to go because, you know, 
I live by the planets and they tell me everything. It's like, no, I mean, you can use these things as tools and, and keep them in your awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with manifestation. If you're thinking negatively, where a positive thing with learning that you manifest things is, oh man, I, I should probably stop thinking like this because I'm just going to end up bringing myself more bad luck. So you know what? I'm going to let it go and allow the thoughts to pass and bring more a positive outlook so I don't bring more of that to myself. And that's how I use, say, manifestation. And of course, I have my desires and certain things that I want to bring to myself, and I do believe it works that way. But I also do think that there's this stream of life. And if you're using your carnal mind and your lower desires and, and, your, and your ego over the actual spiritual part of yourself, meaning the most authentic and deep rooted part of yourself, who you really are on a soul level, and you're going against that and you don't realize it, which I know I think a lot of people don't have that connection because of our society, then you are going upstream and your manifestation is going to be dog shit. And it's going to be not good. I, I think it will be detrimental only because, and I'm not manifesting that for people. I know people get literal. It's like, no, you're in control. And the thing is, but I do, I do have this assumption that, uh, you know, uh, that it's, they're going to bring more of that crap to themselves because they're, they're manifesting things they aren't. Like I would take it as that. Like if you're manifesting because you think you want something and it's not you, well, you're going to have that pattern in your life that we're going to keep manifesting things that you think you want but aren't what you want, you know, like if you want to get technical, because I hear all the, I hear certain manifestation guys in my head, like, well, your assumption. So the, yeah, of course you're going to see that. And it's like, relax, buddy. It's, I, I don't think it's that literal. I don't, sorry. Because then it, 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 it defeats a lot of other things then. Cause I've even heard some people say that astrology, it would make it like, don't use tarot cards and don't use astrology because you're giving that external thing power. It's like, no, no, no. It's actually how you apply it though. It's not really like you're giving the thing a power. You're choosing to give the thing a power. I could go look at an astrology chart and get influence about it, but it doesn't mean it's going to dictate my life. And that's and that's where finding that fine balance and just meditating and getting in touch with who you are should be like the first step. Yeah, understand who uh, you are. But that's and that that's a big reason why we did those first episodes on origins of symbols and beliefs and why we did the science of astrology is because when you can understand it in a certain way, you also can keep yourself from maybe unintentionally putting yourself into this into this belief or thought where you are externalizing this thing as like some something that's so powerful outside of you, which it does. It has a great power and stuff, but it's not something of which you need to rest all your weight on you know it's it's what we keep saying it's it's an awareness it's an awareness to the the current it's the same thing as if you were to go in the ocean you're going the ocean and you kind of you're looking at the top of the surface and you're scanning the surface and you go and you're seeing that there's a rip current or an undertow and stuff like that like what are you gonna what are you gonna do you're gonna just say oh i'm not gonna go in the water you may be fine going in the water you just have to not you have to go to a certain place or if you get caught in the rip current or you get caught in in the undertow and stuff you have to know how to navigate yourself through it and out of it you know that's it's 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 the concept of that way and i think that all starts is you have to go to the basics and you have to start internally within yourself and really getting because if you try to start doing these things like manifestation or you know really trying to get into predictive astrology and really trying to hone in on tarot cards and all these other in- intuitive readings or whatever whatever it may be all these different types of of divine tools and spirituality tricks 
you have to learn to sit with yourself first. You have to be able to get in touch with yourself and treat yourself and treat yourself from a space that's not so of your carnal desires. It's more of something that comes from a peace within you. It's those should be the first desires you come in contact with and understand how you're going to get yourself there. What is it going to, is going to bring you there? And it may not be something that's going to be from the outside. It may not be something physical that's going to get you to that space within. And, and, and that's where it comes to. That's why meditation is a big thing. Um, but besides all that, I mean, going off that, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, maybe, maybe to also, Wrap this up a little bit. Talk about the uh, since we're talking a little bit about astrology too. See, kind of now the things that are coming up with the astrology, how to take them, you know, in the sense that we're that we're even talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's as simple as you know, we were just in a current of a lot of mutable, meaning. Uh, movable and changeable energies, you know, Mars and Gemini, Mars action, Gemini, all over the place, multitasking, going crazy, looking around, not really paying attention to just one thing. And uh, that was a big energy in the past few months. And we also have the, the nodes talking about like, pay attention to your immediate environment, also North Node and Gemini. But we're starting to enter now where, and I'll, st- I'll stick on Mars to keep it simple for now, but Mars is entering Cancer, and Cancer is a water sign, and it's one of the slower signs. Taurus and Cancer are both the slowest signs. And so now you're going to feel an energy shift. You're going to feel everything slow down. You're going to get more in touch with your feelings now. You're going to have a different sort of awareness. You'll feel a shift. And if you know this stuff, you see it. And this is what's so fascinating. And this is why I know there is an application, because I've seen it. And it's not something I manifest because I, I see it all around the world. I see it in my friends. And I'm not, the, the, why I know I don't, everything isn't just me pushed out and that I know like say astrology has an effect without my consciousness is, is because I just told you towards the beginning of this podcast, I walk around with no beliefs. I'm in constant perspective or speculation and, and, and just going with the perspective. I'm not really having any, unless I have some unconscious things going on, which I think I've been doing a lot of work and I'm highly aware of my unconscious, but obviously we're all not once again, perfect, Mm -hmm. but going into say energies like this, I've seen when we we have these big shifts, everything change. And with, uh, you have Mars and cancer and then Mercury and Taurus. Mercury is how the mind works, you know? So everyone's mind is going to be real stiff, like a bull. And like, you're just going to be charging forward or some of you might get real lazy. I personally have Mercury and Taurus and my, that's my natal Mercury. So I can definitely be the sitting bull with my mind, real stubborn, don't want to change my mind. But you'll just feel this. If I had to generalize, it's going to be this you just accumulated a bunch of perspectives and you were just doing a bunch of things and multitasking and this and that. And you think you think things are going a certain way and it's all going to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And to and to to emphasize a little bit more on that as well is like we okay, so we came from just a bunch of, uh, of, of Aries energy as well. And also, you know, with the, with the whole Gemini energy as well. And it kind of played hand in hand with that, you know, and you think about it. Yeah. And you think about it on an elemental sense, you know, fire being this combusted generate, generate, generative action orient, like, like, you know, very boom, like, like lighting a match, that's passionate and starting it and uh, initiation. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And if you go back and listen to the science of astrology, we kind of break that down to show even the fact of how astrology works as the as the wave, as you know, and and as an energetic wave. That's pretty much what it's mapping out. So when you think of it that way, and Aries is the starting energy, is the the, the first go ahead. We had all that Aries energy, and it was like a time, especially with we also have Chiron in Aries. Um, and we say that's the wounded Wounds. healer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but it's 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 a time where we went from learning, uh, like learning to treat ourselves, learning who we are as well. Um, and, and, and yes, and our our strengths were tested, and we got those those Aries type lessons as well. So we went from that and being able to understand how to treat ourselves correctly. And I think that's a big thing, even with if you want to go back more. With the lockdowns, you know, with you know COVID and everything, we kind of were put on a physical sense to have to sit with those things, and and we had to. Now we're going from a sense of things are still weird and up in the air, and there's still restriction and all that stuff. And it's like if you were doing the work and you kind of felt that energy, you kind of embraced it in a way where you were just kind of like, okay, not to say that you got to conform to anything because I'm just as much as the next one that fuck all that. Anyway, (laughs) but you know, you're now you can come into this where you're moving into this, like to reanimate yourself and you're doing it now with the shift into Taurus where Taurus we know is that conservative type energy where it's the, yes, the grounding energy where it's the, um, you know, real, you know, how do I say the loving and the embrace of it as well. Yeah. Like an earthly nurturing. Yes. Exactly. So and valuing, the, like you value. Yes, there you go. That's that's what I want to say. It was you, and so you're moving into now that you've kind of, if you've done the work, you've established your strengths, you established your identity. You may have gotten a last few bit of challenges that came up for you as well um, to kind of test those things, um, and now you're moving into the realization of of your worth and your values. And you had those challenges because now you had those challenges to your ego and your identity and to your behaviors. And now since that that's wrapping up, you know, your new character is being tested and it's almost like you're being asked to stick yourself into a more grounded, sensual heart space. And, and it becomes, and it can be, be a real rich thing. It could be real calming. It could be relaxed. You may want to sleep in more. You may want to, you know, you, you, you may want to eat you know, and eat more rich, sensual foods and and chill out and stuff. Um, or just even just to appreciate life a little more, get in touch with nature. So, but in this time to say, when we say go with the currents and, 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 and really be able to feel them and understand them, that's why we're taking it. If everything is as above, so below, we could take that in internally within ourselves. And that's where the awareness comes in and you're not idolizing it. You're more so taking it in a sense that, okay, well, if everything is a fractal of, of of the other, you know, then that shit is happening within my brain. It's happening within me. It's happening within on the subatomic level. If the sun the global is stage. The nu- yeah. If the sun is a nucleus of an atom and the planets around it are the protons, electrons, and neutrons, and all that stuff, then um, you know, then it's the same thing that it's happening on a cellular level to us. It's happening in the neuro the neurons within our brains, the synapses as well that are firing off. So you now are coming to the space of groundiness where you can have the ability to feel what's working and what's not working. 
and to to see what may be uncomfortable and you may feel reserved and conservative um, and also financial things could come up, obviously, because we know that Taurus, when it comes to worth and value, it rules money and finances as well. Um, so with that coming to the mind and self-worth, you know, you, now I just would say that now is a good time to develop that love and protection uh, over yourself too, because you also have with the, the moon, um, the moon was in Leo. Now it's moved into Virgo at this time. But there's also still that fire energy. And it's almost like that you get, if we want to think of it, like Taurus almost kind of is like an in-between of of like Leo and Scorpio. Like it's it's weird. It's like a weird thing. It's like so like there's that 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 loving side and that that stand strong bull type side, but there's also that Scorpio side as well. And so if you take it in that sense, it could be like the sun and Pluto. And when we say this whole love and this protection of yourself, it's like the the sun is the source of life. A source of life. It's like an egg. It's like the 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 yolk in an egg. It's a source of life, and that's in the center. And then you have Pluto, which is the um, which is the far outside, and it's the outer shell protection of the life or the soul uh, of the soul system so, yeah, or the, the soul. solar system. Yeah, and it's protecting. So it's kind of taking that into accountability, and and you know, especially go, I, I know I can speak for myself too, because going from that, you know, hype energy, especially anybody who follows the astrology and that's where, that's where people could get lost, you know, getting constantly told during this whole Mars and Gemini and all the Aries energy that we had where it's like, oh, you got to do this. You got to make action. You got to put up. And then you start focus on that. And you really believe that to the point where maybe that's not what needs to function and happen for you. There's a sense of it that it kind of, that it does in a certain way, but if you're only following it and idolizing it in a certain way and that's being said to you and you're not intuitively resonating with it or sitting with it or trying to understand what, where that's happening within you in your body, not just in your outside life, but within you, then you could get lost. And that's the whole thing we're saying of what not to do. Yeah. And the Mars in cancer is going to make your emotions really volatile, kind of like not to say that you're going to be, it's going to be negative, but if you have a certain emotion about something, like if something doesn't resonate with you, the Mars in Cancer person in a chart, and I'll, and I'll say this, it'll be like a global energy too, is you paint a room, you like a color, and you're like, I like that, you know, Mars in Cancer person, I painted this color red, I painted the room. And then like four days pass, and a Cancer energy really kind of changes with the moon, very shifty. And that Cancer person walks in and goes, I don't like it. And now I'm um, it's going to bother me until I change it because it's just not making me feel the right way. And that's the energy. That's what we're coming into. If, if you, you might think that you're going to paint the room red. And if you walk in a few days later and you go, ah, wasn't it, you know, let me remove it from my life. Let me have some integrity. You know, let me, let me be honest with myself that my emotional side isn't going to be, isn't going to be fulfilled if I don't change it this thing in my reality to the way it is that I want it to be. So, and that's going to be a, a, a big theme is definitely more some speculation. You know, you've developed your ego up to this point. I do think last year too, and this is not, not that it's overlooked, but I've yet to hear an astrologer give this uh, interpretation. And I, this is my own and this, and I'm learning astrology still as I go, but Chiron would rule our wounds. And it's been in Aries, basically this whole COVID experience. And we had Mars in Aries last year for a long time, almost six months. 
And there's a point while I'm bringing it up because we're in Aries. We were just we're in Aries, uh, Aries season. But last year, you figure we have the the uh, Chiron placements giving us and showing us the wounds we have of our ego. And then you have Mars come like r- like riding through and going halfway through the sign of Aries and then start retrograding back. And, it, and that's why it took so long to get through the sign as it retrograded. And the image I get in my head of Mars retrograding Aries while Chiron being in the sign is you have these little like weakling, like traumatic aspects of yourself. They're just like on their knees and there's this army guy walking back with like one of those things that you like fucking hit them with or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I got the, that, that part of you, that, that like militant like ego energy that needs to be kind of readjusted like a military guy going get rid of it get rid of it this is a weakness this is a trauma and like this angry general-esque type of energy coming through and 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 we were stuck with that general all last year and you had to sit with your own traumas and sit with your own hurts and feelings and things that you haven't gotten rid of that wound um and with that Mars coming through the same sign, I, that it's, it's just something that always kind of passed through my head because I know you're supposed to think archetypal, you know, like make up a, like a story for these planets and these placements. And I, I think that was last year. Like we had to really face the traumatic um, aspects of our ego and stuff. And now we come into this, we have this new moon come in Aries season. And um, I think that was the door open to saying, okay. So traumas are basically, we've, we're aware of them. Are they gone? Well, that's up to you. Uh, you know, but now it's like build your new character up to this point. Now we hit Taurus season and now we, we sit with it and we go, does this feel right? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's an intuitive thing I've developed over the past year. Uh, if I had to make up a quick story, archetypal story of what we have gone through and what we're going through. And that's how I would use astrology. And then guess what? I wake up tomorrow, I make my breakfast, I do my shit, and I'm not sitting there going, oh shit, um, the Mars oh just God, the cancer. I'm, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm feeling emotional. One degree. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. So it's like, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to be right tomorrow and I'm going to allow things intuitively to come up. And when I start seeing patterns in life, and then I look back on the astrology, I go, oh, look at that. That thing keeps happening and this keep thing keeps coming up naturally. I'm not, I'm not like overly looking for it. Mm-hmm. And I go, wow, the astrology says like that this is what should be happening. And then that's how I know intuitively I'm going downstream. I'm going with yeah. the flow. Exactly. So, and there and there you go. I mean, and we want to start doing this more often, by the way. You know, yeah, really absolutely. Having astrological discussions. Mm-hmm. And another thing, since you mentioned the whole thing with Mars and Cancer, like that's another thing that is going to be a big aspect because since Cancer does rule that more of, and I know it's so cliche, the emotional side. No, um, it's not cliche. It's true. Yeah, it's a bit that, and and because it's like Mars is that directive action and stuff, it's going to take it. It 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 almost gives the the sense of taking a look at our own, like how are we going to make actions within ourselves with our own emotions as well? You know, even our home life, even with, you know, things of that, especially with the whole Taurus energy and Venus in Taurus, along with Uranus and, you know, and as well as uh, Mercury, you know, all those three are are in, in Taurus. And there's going to be a lot that answers to Venus that it's going to bring up that self worth thing where the Aries was asking us to identify that to lead up to this. And now with Mars and Cancer happening, it's going to be more so of like, okay, so 
you know, a good way to look at it is to look towards your moon sign. Like look at look at your moon, you know, and see because since it is playing to the emotions and we know the moon rules that as well, is you want to nurture those things because cancer is nurturing. So you want to nurture those things within um with that that are are the archetypes of your moon. So I would say for me, because my moon is Pisces, it's really to allow myself to be you know, be exploring of my beliefs and nurture those things and nurture the things that are true to me in those beliefs as well. And also to sit there and, you know, what else? Like to kind of um, also allow myself to feel emotions, you know, don't shrug things off. Don't try to play hard ass all the time. That's, you know, for me, Pisces moon. And then in the exact, you know, for, for you, Ray, like if you want to use yourself as an example, uh, oh, well, you have moon. well, you have moon in Cancer, so we kind of already well, I mean, already if, got the gist of that it, too. I mean, and the gist would be that Mars is actually coming over my moon, and it may be intense. You know, I might have a lot of sexual energy. I know that'll be real because Mars is your sex drive. So, and it'll be mixed in with my emotions. And uh, it, 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 my drive will be through my emotional. You know, so if I'm tapped into my emotions the right way, my drive will be of you know, significance and it will play a good part in it. It's my ability to be aware of those emotions and my shifts because having a moon in cancer, my emotions go because cancer rules the moon. I have it in its actual placement, its home placement. I go with the moon emotionally. And if I'm not hyper aware of that, I could let the, the, the energies of the day take me over emotionally. And sometimes they do naturally, you know, but it's a matter of understanding that energies in the air and it, it at times you'd be like, okay, just let it pass because this is obviously part of this is going downstream. Yeah. And if Mars is an Aries action uh, type planet and it's in Cancer and along with your moon, like it's something, and this is crazy how it synchronizes. It it could, you know, like for, for you, right? Like it could take it could take you to focus on the feelings of being able to be rooted and with the Taurus energy be grounded in, you know, establishing your home life and you just moved and you just, you know, you just now you're settling in and stuff. It's going to have you look at the things that feel good in doing all that and in and in and creating that new home space for yourself as well. So that's how you could also see that the, you know, that that the astrology kind of gives that essence for 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 your life. And, yeah. and that, that could be what anyway. So I definitely say, look for anybody listening to, you know, that definitely look towards your moon sign, um, with this as well and nurture that nurture what, what the aspects are of, of, of your moon, you know, and also the house yeah, placement take as action. Well. Yeah. Take yeah. action too. When, when needed, when needed, because with Mars there and that being in the sign of emotions and home life, be aware of all those things. And that's how we would use it. Not idolize it, not go, okay, I'm going to, pierce everything on that subject and I have to focus. No, like intuitively understand, put it in the back of your mind, go on with your day, unless you're studying to become an astrologer or something like that. And you're going to apply it for certain things. I would say that's how you would use it. You know, same thing with religion and same thing with all these things, nothing bad. It's how you apply it all. It's, it's where, how much energy you're putting on these external things and how much time are you spending with yourself? Yeah. And that's the reason why we bring this up too, is because of the fact that as according to what the astrology would be saying, it's perfect to what we're saying in general is that whole bringing it back to yourself, bringing it back internally. This is a great time as well to sit there and become more in touch 
with those feelings, with that intuition, with getting reconnected with the natural world and how things work and releasing some of the old things that just don't work that you may realize that like, oh, you know what, that person is really, you know, I, I'm sitting there, I'm trying with this person so much and and it's not filling my cup. Why am I doing it? It's just causing me emotional baggage. So don't stray away from your emotions. Don't stray away from your natural feelings. Listen to them, pay attention to them, take that time, sit with them, meditate. And it doesn't care. You fucking need a second at work, go in the bathroom, fucking meditate for like five seconds, a couple minutes, whatever it is. And that's it. Just yeah, to have, have that to be long, stillness you know? and that quietness. Right. Mm-hmm. It could be for a short period of time sitting in that quietness. It's not about, I got to, you know, it's the quality of the meditation. It's not the length. Yeah, exactly. Just, and to do it, the more often you do it, the more natural and easy it is. And, and, and I think letting go of that expectation, I, I know I definitely had a problem with that. Letting go of the expectation of this wonderful, crazy thing that is to happen to you. Silence the mind. Pay, it's a big thing. And a Joe Dispenza talks about it is like really in the beginning, having a focus on, on the pineal gland, the space around the pineal gland. The space around around the space around where the chakras would be, and then the space outside of that, the space around your body, you know, and then to sit there and when you do that, it's really focus in on that space and how it's such a void to really get to that place of being nobody, nowhere, at no time, with no thing. And when you do that, it helps you move into the correct way of letting go of those things and dissolving those beliefs as well to be able to sit there and allow yourself to connect to the divine and receive that intuitive connection and message as well and allow the the light to come within you. And it sounds pretty woo-woo, but there's a lot that we'll go into that explains how there's, and we've already kind of have done it, but there's a lot of science behind it. So, Well, what we've also learned from our favorite teachers is things will be repeated, you know, They'll be repeated. Mm-hmm. We'll say things a hundred times. And sure. it's because it's part of the the teaching or the the conversation. And if we're saying something over and over again, usually we think we mean it, you know? So, and when things need to get adjusted, they do. But really, we bring it up all the time just for that, for the sake of it. We, we, have, we find a truth in there or at least an influence. So, it is really important that the lesson of the day here, uh, you know, is to not allow external things to dictate all of your decisions and all of your feelings and things and to get in touch with yourself. And when we say get in touch with the divine, it really just means getting in touch with yourself, the true you, uh, and God will be sitting there waiting, you know? So it's really, really sitting in that energy and then using all these divination tools and joining these clubs and paying these networks and doing that is good. It's great. Congregation, community, uh, learning, Getting out, sometimes getting out of your own mind. Sometimes there's a balance of getting out, get the hell out of there. You know, you're not spending quality time in your head, so get out. You know, and that's I think a lot of people actually use that. You like use this for that reason, and I think that's where that external obsession comes from. It starts to become with I didn't like spending time with myself or in my own mind, so I found something else out there to f- like fill that void or to make me feel better. But then the obsession or like the the power of it all like now because that thing made you feel good and you don't make yourself feel good you gave that thing all the power and i believe probably most of the time that's where it all begins like you know obsessed with astrology and the planets and this and that and yeah good for you but the thing is is 
because you didn't make yourself happy. You ran away from yourself and went to that thing. Goes back to manifestation. Same shit. You go into, oh, well, this guy, this guy on YouTube says that I could have anything I want if I just think and feel and da da da. And it's like, yeah, but are you in touch with yourself? Do you even know what you're asking for? You know, have you cleared out the demons? Yeah, before before all that, especially yeah, there's some people that have done the that done this work already and stuff. But like, if you haven't before, you can do all that and to go into those types of desires and try to bring that potential and that possibility into your into your field. You have to first let go of the outcomes and the expectations of those external desires. Like, yeah, you may want that better job or to get into this career or, you know, to have more of that financial freedom and stability or to be able to have that that love come into your life as well and stuff. But before you could go into those more material external desires and stuff, you have to understand what it is that fills you first. What it is that, you know, that that will bring that that you can bring out of yourself for when you want to call in those things as well. You know, this way you're getting this way you have you have the ability to cut past a lot of the bullshit basically and not have to constantly receive things that are not truly of what you desire. If you just go into a lot, well, you know what, I'm gonna sit there, I'm gonna meditate. I'm going to do it and you can meditate the right way, whatever and stuff and really tap in and stuff, but you're calling in those desires, but you really aren't, you really aren't feeding your own self first and to have that true connection with yourself and your higher self and the divine, then, then when you call in those things, they may not match up with, with what you truly feel because you didn't connect to it yet. You didn't, you didn't touch on on that yet. So that's the whole point of why we say that this is important with anything that you do, astrology, religion, anything is to come back, come back to yourself. Don't, 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 don't be so quick to, I I know it's easy to want to, it's easy to want to sit there and be like, okay, well I get it. And I understand whatever, but you gotta, you gotta let everything go first. You gotta, that's, that's the, that's the whole cleansing, cleansing of the water. Baptism. Yep. Going into to the, uh, to the second stage of consciousness which means to wash all the thoughts and all the outside influences away of your mind. And then you enter the third stage, and this is Greek. So you start at the earth, which is the mind, move up to the water, second stage. That means that you're washing all the thoughts away, entering the state of meditation, or in scientific terms, you're entering the alpha brainwave state. And then you move up into the air, which is, by the way, where we meet Jesus Christ in the Bible, in the air. Um, so ironically, third stage is when you were in the place of no thought. And there's even parts of the scriptures where, you know, I forget who had said it, but there's a man in the Bible that said, take no thought. I think six times within a few sentences, like take no thought, sit there, enter the water and baptize yourself by freeing yourself from the definitions and the left side of the brain of the carnal mind of everything that you, uh, you know, your five senses. And then when you enter the, into the air and you're in no thought, that's when you're finally starting to get really in touch with yourself. You've enter, entered the promised land. You've you've split the Red Sea of emotions because red always signifies emotions, right? It symbolizes. So it's like, you know, be like Moses, spread the, the Red Sea, walk across into the promised land. Now you're in the third stage and you're now so free from your thoughts that you are nothing. And then that link blinks back to Joe Dispenza. So there's so many connections we can make, but really it's just meditate, clean them away and uh, and, and sit with yourself. That's it. Yeah. And then you get to the point where you enter the 
you enter the 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 altar of the fire and you 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 move into that and the fire is representation of that 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 which is the divine the generation of all all life and you move into that space and you move into that 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 glow that light the fire sacrifice is the, the lamb too you know, yeah. think about it, you know, the mm-hmm. burnt offering of the lamb and Aries does rule the, the pineal gland, the head, the brain, heaven. Um, so like you're saying, bring that spirit fire, like God is light and well, fire is light and it, and it's right. Yeah, exactly. And that, and like, that's how you'd use a process and scriptures of the Bible. You hear that? Yeah, I do. I think it's, it's gone now. I think it was an effect. I'll cut that out. But this is how you would use the scriptures of the Bible to, uh, allegorically, Cleanse yourself, and it's just a matter of sitting with yourself and and getting away from, from all that stuff, and you'll be fine. You know, and we'll keep con- we'll continue to talk about this stuff. We thought this was a very 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 serious subject we wanted to knock out because I watch a lot of people being straight away, or you know, like they're stranded from themselves because they're following even YouTubers. Like they're you got your online churches now of like oh you could have whatever you want, whatever person, just think about it, you know. Throw a little sex magic in there. Play with yourself. Think of what you want. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah. I, I I think you just need to check yourself once again at the door. And uh, me and here, and we're sorry, me and Gio are here to to remind you of that. Yeah, we're the mediators. That's so you can kind of separate, and you can have that awareness of being like, whoa, okay, this is more of the carnal, the carnal mind, you know. And you may be wanting to, you may want to be moving into that more heart space, heart centered space and something that's more pure and um it, it takes removing the obstacles first and and a certain degree of understanding um and having no understanding at the same time so that's that's where we kind of leave it you know that is where we leave it you know yes. so we'll uh we'll we'll end this one here this is a fun conversation i love these you know if we sound serious we're not really serious. We're having a good time doing this. Yeah. You know, I, uh, at the end of the day, this stuff really gets my, my juices flowing. And I know Geo probably feels the same way. Yeah. So, that's uh, the thing is because we also, it, this is not something that we're just, uh, regurgitating either. This is something that we're actively practicing in our own lives. And when we see the effectiveness as we've done with this whole podcast since the start of it is that we test these things out too. We truly go into them and, We've had obstacles. We've had stumbles as well. We've had maybe points where we've uh, maybe didn't fully understand something or we didn't fully embrace something in a right way, but you take the corrective action because you have that awareness. So that's where it's, that's where the authenticity comes from as well. So, you know, that's, that's where you get to get to do it with us. Go, go on the journey for yourself along with your, along with others, you know? So, yeah, and here's uh, our plan of action should be within the next few months because I'm not even in my house yet. I'm at my grandparents, actually. We're not in the house. But here's an update. And I think what we want to do is uh, I've been noticing a lot of we're looking more into streaming and and just into having multiple uh, ways of you guys watching us and even being a part of the conversation. Uh, eventually, we'll be doing live streams. Eventually, we'll be on Twitch and YouTube and stuff. And for now, You'll have to hear the pre-recordings, but we are working on it because as we always say, we want you involved. We want to hear what you have to say about things. Uh, we want to discuss things. It's part of it. You know, it's it's a true community and we're willing to take the hits and the bad stuff with the good and learn as we go. And we hope you're feeling the same way. And 
we're we're excited for that. That's going to be some. That's going to be the next step. Uh, until then, you know, we're this is our first time we're recording, as we said, this way, and we we actually had a really good time doing it like this. Yeah, and it's going to work out this way. So we have this is taken care of, and once I get in the new space, we'll uh, we'll continue to upgrade and update our work and make it better for you and for us. And uh, yeah, we're, we're we're looking forward. Things are looking up. So once again, thank you for being a part of the podcast, and thank you for listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you everybody for, for, for being here and taking, taking the time out. Um, I feel like as you're taking the time out to listen, you're also doing something for yourself and you're making that step to be able to step into that, that, that time for yourself to really, you're, you're, it's a first step to really moving towards where, where you want to understand how to be able to let go of some of these certain things. So, so yeah, definitely. Thank you. We're going to keep working on it and, you know, be able to have more, more for you, you know, even more personalized stuff and working on that. But always, uh, like we always say, don't forget to, to like subscribe, depending where you're listening. If you're looking, listen on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. Um, and, uh, of course on Apple podcasts and all the other platforms, Twitter, and, um, Facebook, your yeah, sister's Twitter, ass. Facebook, your sister's ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we have Patreon up. We don't really have anything yet, um, but we're working on it. Like we said, um, we're just getting that situated. But if you feel called to, you know, it could always support the show and it'll move things along a lot faster to be able to bring you more bonus content. So that's that. All right. Well, we All right. thank you again. And until next time, everybody. Yes. Till next time. 